0: Good evening, Minions, or good day, or good morning, whichever you choose to listen to our fine podcast effort. This is Full Spectrum Cycling. Apparently, we're on show 218, unbeknownst to me. Thanks for starting the show notes, Tony, because uh, I was a little slacking this week. I was like, oh, I got a show tonight. I don't
1: think I prepared at all. Yeah, I was out of town, too, so I was like, ooh.
0: What were you doing, first of all, what were you doing with a fireplace and also air conditioning?
1: Uh, it was, uh, we went to the, I don't know what the hell they call the, the uh, water park in the, like near the Grand Geneva. There's another hotel, Timber Lodge or is, something. Is
0: Lake Geneva like the new Wisconsin Dells?
1: Uh, I just like it because it's closer. I'm lazy. Yeah, but is it It wasn't the Dells before, but no, now it's, they,
0: it's sort of like they got the magic show guy. Yeah, they got the water park guys.
1: They've got a little water park, and I took Cleone to it when she was a little girl, and we went back, and let's just say, just like myself, it does not look as good as it used to. It was pretty beat up. Um, the, every room has a big hot tub and a fireplace, and then two split unit air conditioners, one for the bedroom, then one for the main room. There's a kitchenette. Um, what I realized is that they're actually condos that they timeshare.
0: Yeah, we do that up in Door County. We have yeah, an okay. excellent one. It's got like the gas fireplace behind glass, two or three bedrooms depending on which one we go for, and it is. It, I could have bought one of those for like thirty-five grand back in
1: the olden times and made a million by now. Yeah,
0: I it just it was like, we go to the same place for the last twenty years when we go up there, at least sometimes because we know it. It's in the right spot. Location is good. And I just, it's almost like going home. I'm like, we should have just bought this.
1: Yeah. Well, should have. Would have, could have, should have.
0: Yeah. Hey, what's that guy's name? Would have, could have, should have? Yeah. If, if he would come out and tell me what I should have, could have, would have done now, I'd be like. I'd
1: be okay.
0: Okay. Speaking of what it could have, should have. Here's one of those deals where it kind of falls in your lap and you're like, would I, should I, could I? Uh, we went and toured the 476,000-square-foot yep. old Journal Sentinel Press building, which isn't that old. It's like mm-hmm. 17 years old or whatever, right over by Korchansky's. It's like a pole barn? Or? No, it's not. It's very well built. And the whatever multi-trillion-dollar five-story press is still in there. Wow. They said they can have it on in 60 days. So a good friend of ours, he might be bald. He might be Bob. Bob is looking at buying the joint for 30 million. Oh my God. Dollars.
1: What oh, Hey, Hey, speaking sound. of the jackass.
0: Hey, Hey, we were just talking about you. What's up?
2: Hey, big dog. I'm just asking.
0: We're doing the podcast. So you know, you, you are, you, I'm you, mean, in, let, I I have a
2: big event. Inv- let
0: what? me tell you what, you're on the air. We're doing the podcast. So just saying, whatever you say is going out over the air.
2: Uh, do you think that is a, Viable uh, project because that's my game.
0: Yeah, Marcus was a little bit down on it, but I'm like, no, that's a big deal, dude. Come on with that much. We were just saying, we just, I was just saying, we toured that. Marcus is
2: down on it. Not nah, down, I don't
0: down. Like that He wasn't down down on it. He was like, that's going to take a lot of effort. I'm like, well, that's what all the extra you know money's for. This is Bob. Hey, hey everybody, we're on the radio program live with Bob Schaefer. He's yes he, sir. He's the idea yes, guy. Sir, and
2: I have, I have I have a project. And I don't know if anybody's interested, but my whole point is, it's a super sports complex that nobody has. It, so, it's uh, 24-7, seven days a week. And, it, it has. I mean, if you want something different, I can accommodate you. I can do, uh, uh, what is it, bow and arrow, he, uh, hex, and, you know, the ax, that's kind of crazy. You know, those yeah, people are... Yeah. The ax thing. Really I'm, going to,
0: I'm going to ask you what you're talking about.
2: Yeah, I'm talking about everything everybody wants. Ask your people what they want because I get I get put in the building. All right. So I'm trying to get that. I'm trying to get that money to open that up.
0: That sounds fair. And yes. If
2: they want it. I'll have it.
0: You do know we only have one listener, so we'll ask our one listener what that person wants. Hey, listener, what would you like to see in the largest sports complex in the Midwest? Leave us a note in the show notes.
2: All right, Bob. Yeah, not porn, bro. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
0: That's a no-brainer, bro. Uh,
2: no-brainer. No. So, Greg, love you. All right. Uh, Marcus, love him. Uh, you know what? It's going to be, it's, uh, I just talked to uh, Sam Dickman, uh, put money down, because I have to.
0: Copy that. All right. All right. Well, we'll talk bye, to brother. you soon. Thanks, Bob.
2: Thanks. Bye-bye.
0: Oddly enough, we were just talking about this big, huge... Oh, I can't... <laughs> I thought I had a Surface for a minute. I was going to push a button on my computer, but i I got to move the mouse over there. Uh, uh, so we're going to have to reconnect. Let's do this now. Wow. All I'm trying to do here is reconnect to our Cullen Studio web interface. No. Uh, so when somebody calls in on the real phone line, it hangs up on the... Oh, whatever that you know, whoever's calling in on the other thingy. All right, here we go. We're getting ready. I'm going to turn down this so
3: people can't, yeah, whatever. Thank you for calling here we Call go. in Studio. Here we go. This is
0: call screener line. Call in Please studio. enter your
3: show or meeting number and call press
0: screen. screen. If anybody needs to use a thing like this, these guys are awesome. It's called the Call Studio web interface. See how I. Did that so people couldn't are now in reverse, reverse, reverse engineer room to our beats right. from the call studio web oh, interface. For Christ's sake! Okay. Audio recording is on
3: dual, dual channel.
0: channel. See, that's what's awesome. We have the computer backing up. We have the roadcaster recording, and if we really suffer, they record a very low-fi version. But at least so it's, it's something. It, at least it's an archive of something. So it's
1: not nothing. Call-in
0: studio, folks. If you're doing any kind of uh, podcasting, it allows you to have a bunch of people calling in. Hey, 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 hey. Speaking of people calling in, let's, uh, let's push the green talk button and see what happens. Welcome to the radio program. Caller, who do we have on the line? It's Sealy Dave. Sealy Dave. Seely Dave. So <laughs> it's like, God, I hope I get this thing back up running before Dave calls because as, we as we went to air, Showtime, uh, my buddy Bob called in. He and I and about, I don't know, several other people Went and toured the old Journal Sentinel Press building on, you know, Burnham, you know, over by Krochansky's. 476,000 square feet of old Journal Press building, which got Gannett, bought it, and, wow. they, and they decided they don't need to print anything in there anymore. And he wants to buy it for $30 million and put the largest sports complex in the Midwest in there. So I went there and said, let's, you know, let, let's check this out because when do you get to walk through a building like that?
3: Yeah. um, Well, I I was in it when it was still printing. Yeah. The paper. Yeah. But um, it. uh, Well, uh, of course, I was in it. I was in the old one too, in which is now the Deer District. You know, in the basement of the Sentinel Sentinel Building. Way back when. So I did a little dating myself. Yeah.
0: No, I did a little research. So the old the old one downtown used to be able to do. 50,000 sheets an hour this one only did 85,000 sheets an hour. i'm not sure why they had to build a hundred and six million dollar facility to you know do that but the bottom line was by the time they got it up and running only three hours a day were spent doing the journal sentinel the rest of it was all contract printing for every newspaper you can imagine all the way up to hayward probably
3: yeah well there are still other newspapers um, printed, you know, in their local community. Like the Rippin' newspaper is that that's that ripping press still got bought out by Walworth, so maybe Rippin paper went out of business. I haven't checked, but they used to print their own newspaper and there's still some that are done by small printers.
0: God, I love I love I I mean I, I like killing trees and I like reading papers, you know?
3: Right. Yeah, I much <laughs> prefer to read I much prefer to read the newspaper. I still get our our local paper weekly, you know, that uh, Surrey County record. We get that printed. Um, And any, like, Gannett, like, USA Today stuff is just almost unbearable to read online because of all the dumb pop-up things that they have. Absolutely. Um that said, like the New York Times and Washington Post have been really smart about their online platform and have you know turned it into like a, a you know all kinds of added features and value, not pop ups you know like really cool you know layouts and stories and animated graphics and you know it it's it, I have to say i i don't necessarily need to read the New York Times anymore and we can't get it up here on Sunday. So we used to get it, but um in paper it, it's pretty nice looking at it online. Yeah. Do they have a paywall?
0: Like you can't uh, look you at have this times, shit. Yeah. You have yeah. To
3: subscribe. Right. Uh You have to subscribe. I mean, you get like three or five, three, you know, reads a month or something, and then you have to subscribe. And then they have a couple other paywalls for things like just cooking. Um because mm. it's so popular, they can charge extra people will pay extra for New York Times cooking um and probably their fashion stuff too i don't I don't know, but but yeah, but I don't know, I'm a print guy, I do sort of still like print, so yep
0: still hey do you, do you remember a guy called Milverine when you lived in Milwaukee?
3: Oh sure, yeah,
0: yeah. Did you sure. did you see the thing that he's? Uh, I think it's tonight. Well, tonight seven. It was Tuesday night at seven. Oh yeah. He's throwing out the first pitch at the Brewers game.
3: Ah, okay. <laughs> isn't
0: that classic? Isn't that classic, Milwaukee, right there?
3: Yeah, it is.
0: Uh, yeah, it's pretty great. I just, I mean, who, who, just, I don't know. He, it's, he's been around for a long time, but he became kind of an icon of Milwaukee by just doing his thing. I'm like, that's badass.
3: Right. Yeah, that's cool.
0: All right. So you are you're just you're just raw from the raw, aren't you?
3: Yeah, I just I I got back Monday from the ride across Wisconsin. Um, I was photographing it for listeners not um not uh and working some other helping in some other aspects, not riding it. Um and but it's long days, you know. I start at three thirty in the morning and you know, get done at 10 o'clock at night, that sort of thing. So.
0: Yeah. Those are fun yeah, days. So I'm
3: recovered though. Um, and I actually just today, I just sort of forced myself and I edited all like 1100 images I shot and, and uploaded them to the, you know, for the ride organizers. So,
0: That's a lot of uh, editing to go through. So they've got all
3: that they can share it with the writers.
0: Do Do you like use a preset to edit all that stuff, or do you just send them out unedited and then they can monkey with them?
3: No, I so I shot probably a total of eleven hundred, around eleven hundred frames, and then I'm I'm gonna switch because I'm trying to break my. Addiction to my Adobe dealer. Um, but uh, I used, $60 I a
0: month, brother, and you can get whatever you want. Six,
3: six, yeah, 60 bucks a month. I'd Holy say, for that shit. Well, and,
0: yeah, we're kind of sucked I'm, into so, it too, though. I mean, we're sucked into it because of Photoshop. Used, you know, I got the audition. I know,
3: you know. I, so I use Lightroom Classic to edit and catalog all my images. And um, Capture One, uh, I've talked to a number of other friends of mine that are still professional photographers and they've migrated to capture one and capture one imports your Adobe, you know, my entire, like, you know, 12 terabytes of images, all cataloged and tagged and organizes them the same way. Keeps all the metadata. They're all still searchable the same way. So, so I'm going to switch to capture one. um, And then there's a couple other things I got to do, you know, to get around illustrator and Photoshop and stuff too. But, it it'll just be, you know, I'll spend five or $600 once and that's it. Uh,
0: You know? Yeah. I don't know. But I mean, Adobe used to be like that. You would spend $500 and then the next year when you had to upgrade to the next version, you still spend another 150 bucks or whatever. It's like, I don't know.
3: I don't think I'll need, I don't think I'll need to too much. And these other companies aren't, aren't quite as, uh, none of these other companies seem quite as, uh, is crazy about, like, trying to do the big money grabs. So uh, I feel pretty good about it.
0: Yeah, I just, yeah. I I mean, I feel like I'm in the Borg, but it's like for doing the podcasting stuff, uh, I've Audition is what I use. Audacity, fine for most stuff. It pissed me off about seven years ago when it lost a show, and I have never forgiven it. Although, oh, it, although it is yeah. still, it's still technically in my workflow just to make my MP3s. But uh, yeah, it's, it's tech geek time yeah. here at the old full spectrum cycling podcast with, uh, with Dave Slabowski up there. Seely Dave. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. So I, I could geek out on this shit all day long, but um, here's a question for you. I just saw this. Uh, Tony put, I think put this in the show notes. Why flat pedals are better for most cyclists. There's actually an article online about that. <laughs>
3: yeah i you know i've seen lots of lots of articles and scientific studies about power and all that sort of stuff and it's it's pretty clear that flat pedals for the vast majority of riders are as efficient um i think i think if you're like racing at the absolute top level and and you're a sprinter um you know th- or you're, you know, a climber going up super steep climbs where the ability to pull is advantageous. But I've seen lots of studies that say flat pedals are just as efficient yep. for 98% of the riders out there. Right.
0: right, And my whole thing is I don't have to put on fancy shoes to that's, go riding. That's
1: Grant Peterson's argument.
0: You know, I just right. get on my bike and yeah. I ride. I don't right. have to, I don't have, first right. of all. And
3: most of my, right. Yeah. Well, Your urban riding, that is the same as. I have similar reasons why I don't clip in for my Northwoods riding. I'm, I'm either bike packing or I'm mountain biking. But when I go mountain biking, I'm not like your typical racer. I'm like exploring and, you know, so I'm going to be off my bike and walking around and, you know, I, I'm not just clipped in and go and not looking at the scenery and, you know, trying to maintain intervals or anything like that. So, yeah,
0: so I, I I don't have Strava even on my phone. Me neither.
3: (laughs) Right. And I'm even, even more in the minority here where I, I mostly wear my, you know, Thorogood work boots for everything.
0: I've ridden with you a lot and I don't think I've ever ridden you without those boots on your feet.
3: I do occasionally ride with, you know, I have some, you know, uh, what are they, 510s or something like that? You know, I, I have a couple other flat pedal shoes, but um, but I really just prefer those. Stones don't get in my, you know, gravel doesn't get in my boots. I can actually ride through puddles. I've, if I have those snugged up and I've got like wool socks on, I can ride through puddles over my, you know, up to like my knees and my feet stay dry because like the, the water doesn't run into those, boots and it's like the top inch of my sock gets wet and it stops the water for that brief period of time i can you know i like them and they're just comfortable you know i I, they're what i wear all the time anyway yeah yeah so i they're my favorite footwear in general so you know now that i don't have to my worry about my sartorial present. Um, <laughs> well, it's so kind of like touch. it's
0: kind of like my clothing, too. I pretty much, I wear cycling clothing regardless, and it's not like wearing, you know, uh, spandex or lycra or whatever. It's just wearing purpose-built stuff, but it works fine for everyday use, and then I uh, get on my bike and I don't have to worry about it. Especially, right, yeah. Especially I mean, it's, shorts. It's, yeah, it's like shorts with the proper non-seam down the middle of your Get you right. groomy down there?
3: Yeah, yeah, and jeans too, where the pockets aren't in a weird spot. Where you're if you're sitting on on a saddle, the, the yep. back pocket seam is annoying you. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, they look like you really. If you don't know the brand, you wouldn't know they were cycling. Absolutely,
0: yeah, right? for sure. Yeah, awesome. Hey, here's another yeah. question for Dave and Dave's expertise in the cycling industry. Uh, Tony put up a bunch of stuff on here about all these um, very high-end and or very well-funded electric bike companies going out of business, including Van Moof, and Saunders. Is yeah, apparent,
1: Saunders is sounding apparently like they're going on to.
0: The, I don't know. I'm, this is a rumor. I only heard it from Tony, so I'm not sure how reliable it is. But Van Moof was like the most well-funded e-bike company in the world, I think. Yeah. It's like, what's going on with e-bikes? Well, they Cause, didn't
3: start out as an e-bike company, though. They no, no, I know. They out as part, that Copenhagen-chic, sartorial, cycling, stylish European bike company. They, yeah, yeah. You know, that... that. But then they added the e-bike thing, yeah, and kept their same thing. And they made some awesome bikes. I don't know, bikes. You know, the whole industry, that's the way the... But, you know, the industry is going to be suffering. So many bikes were bought during the pandemic that you know, are either not being ridden now that people can go back to the things they were doing indoors before when they couldn't, or they're, they're being sold used. So it's just made, you know, on Facebook marketplace or whatever. So it's made retail. Here's a good example too. And I, I know you've talked about this. Um, the whole retail bike world is, is very difficult to understand, um, even as an insider. For example, I'm converting, you know, my u cargo bike with that Ren fork I bought from you and the North Paw rim and the Larry in the front and, you know, and so for the rear, I want to get a fatter, knobby 20-inch rear tire. So bike shops, apparently, for some reason, don't stock 20 inch tires at all wheel and sprocket doesn't like none of the shops here do if they do they've got like a couple models they don't so then i look at qbp because i still have access to a qbp account qbp is completely out of every single 20 inch tire that's over two inches with so, knobs
0: on it. Oh, you want knobs? You one. want some knobs on it?
3: Yeah, because uh. that's what I'm doing. I'm converting this cargo bike to, to ride on gravel and dirt, you know? Um, hence the Larry up front. Yeah. In the Rand fork. Yeah. However, I can buy those tires direct from the manufacturers online.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah. So, So, I,
3: so my bike shop can't get them. They can't even order them. I tried them first. But I can go to Kenda and order a very sweet Kenda Booster Pro 2.0, uh, you know, 20 by 2.4, um, 120 TPI tire for $49. Wow. From, yeah. Direct from Kenda. But I, my bike shop can't buy it. And yeah, can't buy one from Kenda.
0: I know. So it's just one of those things about, you know, it was bad enough before the pandemic being a small bike shop. Right. I get it being a big bike shop with the a lot of resources, set. but, but now it's like, how do you survive as a small bike shop? You really, right. Do you totally specialize? Here's, an, here's
3: a better example. Yeah. Here's an even more complicated example. The The headset that, you know, I've got that bike that Yuba Sweet Curry's got a 1.5 inch, um, steer tube. So like a Cannondale bike, you know, um, and,
0: that's a deprec- I mean, I that's a deprecated old- standard, sir.
3: <laughs> right, I know. So I could probably find some old Cannondale front forks or something to swap it out. Twenty six inch fat bike fork, probably or something. But they're not easy to find, and it's going to be two hundred bucks or something, you know. And um, so instead, I want I want to go the route of finding an an adapter headset, a headset to go from. 1.5-inch straight steer tube to integrate it and use that REN fork that I got from you for a great deal. Um, So it's very difficult to figure out exactly which one to get. I finally find the one, Cane Creek. It's an external cup. It's their 40-series. Yep, they use all kinds of weird numbers. Cane Creek Forty S ZS Forty Nine Slash Twenty Eight Point Six E C Forty Nine Slash Forty Headset. Yeah, so the, so the so the <laughs> so Z, it,
0: right. So the Z S is the top zero stack that goes in the top, and the E C is external cup that goes on the bottom because that can accommodate the tapered steer. Right. So their and, their their naming convention so actually makes sense.
3: It does make sense, but it's a lot of numbers for a guy like me. Oh, absolutely. Isn't that techy? And so my, I could, I could order it for $75 online and my bike shop here, it costs them 56 to get it from QVP. Plus they have to pay shipping because they don't, you know, these bike shops here don't do regular $500 order. Right. Right. QVP all the time. They're, yep. they're small shops. So, so you have to pay shipping so I can order it cheaper and have it shipped to me cheaper than my bike shop can get it with shipping and no, you know, no, I mean, yeah. he'd have probably sold it to me for the same $95 just because, you know, he, he, he's would have, but I, it's dumb. I can get it cheaper online direct than my bike shop can. Sell.
0: Yeah, yep. we've been we've been talking about this for a long yep. time. I Absolutely. just like during the pandemic and and even after when I couldn't get any parts from my local QBP parts distributor or anyone else who are supposed to support us because they didn't have them anymore. I could go online uh, to Amazon and order parts for my repairs and get them. It's not if if not the same. I just mark them up thirty percent to the customer. I'm not trying to rake them over the coals, but we got to make a buck or two, you know. And sure. it's like, you know, but seriously, it was almost like I was selling them for less money than if I bought them from the distributor, and still making a right, a, and still yeah. losing five percent because basically a bike shop has to operate at thirty five percent, or you're not even you're not even in you're not even above water yet. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's and yeah, so it, it it's I mean just, it's the main it's reason a, the main reason we're we're pulling back, you know, September 30th is kind of our D-day. We're kind of just pulling back into the old been here for 20 years nut factory which we're sitting in right now. Got to love this space so much. It's one of those deals where I come to work in the morning and I really like being in here. Even though there's so yeah, much shit in my cool. way all over the place, but it's an awesome place. Right. And we're gonna, you know, we'll we'll do, we'll do what we do, and we'll do it here. If if uh, QBP doesn't want to sell to us because we don't have a retail storefront, then they can go fuck themselves. Because I can just buy the shit online, you know. <laughs>
3: right. <laughs> well, um, so here's the other thing that I don't really understand. I mean, for the how how long ago? When did this price creep happen? Where like it's just common. For people to to buy five to ten thousand dollar bikes, I was at RAW. Now again, that, those are higher end riders, but I would it, every other bike was like you know a seven thousand dollar bike, wow, or more. Some of them were you know thirteen thousand dollar bikes, um, like I, that. And so if that's the case, if if that many people are buying you know, six to $10,000 bicycle. How, how is, you know, a a freaking access, um, dropper post is like $900 for a a dropper post.
0: Yeah. That's getting silly.
3: Front shocks are $1,200 for, you know, for big enduro forks. And stuff. I, I just, yeah, something's wrong. Somebody's making money.
1: Yeah. And and Dave, of all those, well, you know, nine to fifteen thousand dollar bikes you may have seen or twelve thousand. How many of them were made in America? I mean, are yeah, these just are these carbon treks that Trek's just walk into the bank with?
3: Well, so I don't know Trek I don't know what Trek does these days, but not that long ago, all their highest end carbon bikes were made in the States. Here, okay. Okay. In. Yeah. And their top and their top end carbon wheel, but just the top end stuff. I don't remember which number, like the 9.9 or how they labeled them, but it wasn't every single carbon bike. It was only like, there's probably 20,000 bikes a year were made in the U S they're, they're top end, you know, and then allies are made here. I did see some, you know, U S made tie bikes on the ride and stuff, but. How how many
0: Ellis's did you see out there? I, I did not see any of Because those are made I in the United States. Yeah.
1: Damn Skippy. And they're beautiful.
0: They are. Uh, he, he just, every time I see his lugs oh. on online, I'm like, oh, It's God butter. Is that
1: beautiful? It's just butter. Especially before he paints them.
3: Yeah, they're pretty sweet. They're yeah.
1: pretty sweet. I know. Oh, but, man. Yeah, so
3: anyway, so now I've got, finally, this headset arrived, so, and I don't have the installer tool and stuff, but i have my local bike shop, I can go out there and I'll, throw the guy some money to help me out or let me use his tools. And, and he'll, he'll do that at start line, Mike at start line. Um, Mike
0: is the shiznizzle. So I
3: should have that fork and everything in tomorrow morning. My rear tire hasn't arrived. Uh-oh. I do. Here's something else I would like to do. So that's a 2.4 right now. I have big fat, like Schwalbe, you know, big apples on there, which measure about 2.3 in the back. And I measured like the distance between the chain and the tire on the biggest cog in the back and it looks like I could only really fit a 2.4 even though the frame has room for like a fat tire in. Well you,
0: but is it is an elect so, it's electric, right? Yeah. So just truncate the cassette, put a spacer in there and get a wider tire in there. You don't need that big ring anyway. Right. All right. right. Right?
3: Well, you can just put a spacer now. behind
0: the cassette.
3: It's electric now, but my goal was part of my goal with this conversion is to see if I can use this as a bikepacking rig to take Cowboy along. And if I do that, I'm eventually going to want the motor off it because nah. I'm going to yeah. go on, you know, long multi day trips where there's no charging allowed, you know. So um, so here's what I'm thinking I could, I bet it wouldn't. I could squeeze a 3.0 in the back, and it's a 48 spoke, you know, 20 inch wheel, and redish it so it's like offset asymmetrically. Sure. Don't you think I could get away with that?
0: I don't know. You might kind of ride down the road like a crab, but.
3: I don't think so, right? Because, like, as long as they're both pointing straight, even if. One wheel tracks in a slightly uh, different line
0: than I, the other. Yeah, until- it'd be worth it. Be worth investigating yeah.
3: because, like, that's essentially what Surly did with their original asymmetrical stuff. But instead of redishing it, they moved the spoke holes asymmetrically on the on the rim.
0: I'm wondering if anybody wants an old, very Pugsley-ish, only better handling Schlick frame that we built. A long time ago it has a beautiful root beer powder coat. Oh, I
1: like that one. It's big.
0: And it's but it's an offset frame with a, I think a symmetrical fork. But yeah, you could build up an old school. Damn. It's root beer. Somebody Metallic should buy that beer. really. Buy it now. Send me an offer. Greg Buy what? Greg. I thought you Greg. weren't
3: gonna sell your long tail.
0: Greg at everydaycycles dot com. Mm-hmm. No, this isn't a long tail. This is just a. it's a fat bike that is an offset frame still from when Tom was building for us. Oh,
3: not a long tail.
0: No, the long tail, that, I'll sell that too. I'll sell anything right now. We got, <laughs> we got to sell some stuff. Things got to move out the door. I, got, I have like a brand new ice cream truck, small. Hey, it's going to snow someday. Get that thing now. I'll give it to you for cheap. It's, Buy it.
1: It's nice. Too. Send it
0: out the door. Here's the problem. By the end of September, I want to be out of where we are, and there's too many bikes in there because I don't want to put them all back in the nut factory. So... I need to move like, yeah. you know, six to 10 bikes going out the door would be fantastic. All of them are awesome. Buy a bike. Buy a bike on, on everydaycycles.com. <laughs> Speaking well, of buying. Well, I
3: tried to help by buying a four. Well, you did a I good a job. You, oh, no. You. We,
0: we cleared out three bikes last week. Oh, Tony's ringing the bell. It's already four minutes past bell time.
1: That's You've fine, been though. been jabbering.
0: We've been jabbering. Hey, today, Dave. What? You, I, I don't know. We're yeah. drinking Foggy Geezer again because we yeah, bought a cool. lot of it and it's really good, and we still have some <laughs> uh, from War Pigs. Oh.
3: I am. Yeah i I am drinking. Um, I kind of splurged at the grocery store last time I was there, and I. I've got the Toppling Goliath uh, Radiant Haze IPA. Oof.
0: I mean, that's I, delicious. I,
3: I, I, I Toppling Goliath beers are pretty good. I yes. got to say,
0: I think Sudosu is probably my favorite beer ever in the history of the world. Just, I had one yesterday, as a matter of fact, like and it was fine. Beers. Yeah, they're all good. They are Sue's good.
3: It a little punchy for me. It, it, I, I can usually drink, like, one of them
0: yeah but king sue um, is way too boozy for me so mm-hmm.
3: it's like oh, oh yeah good lord so this one's seven percent and it says mellow out as you bask in the radiant haze of citra mosaic and strata hops. open your third eye and follow this hazy ipa on a tropical trip with notes of orange and mango unfiltered sentiment is normal
1: <sighs> who is um, the writers for these so guys it's
3: pretty, tasty. it's pretty easy drinking i think it it's more sessionable than like a pseudo sue, Right. Somebody Even I, at 7%. I,
0: I don't even know. where It was some uh, more national publication that I saw a deal about how great Decorah is as a place to go visit. And, of course, Toppling Goliath was mentioned as a place you must stop when you go there. But everything they mentioned in Decora in this article, for is like, here's a two-day itinerary. Start out at the coffee shop, blah, 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 this and that. Go up and hike around, and because there's those 400-foot bluffs around there. Awesome. And then go to T-Box and this and that. Everything that they wrote, I'm like, you, you guys are going to fuck this all up. Right. Don't tell too many people about it. You're <laughs> fucking it up. Nobody should know how cool that place
1: is. All right, that's my place. You, you people stay away. It's, it's the Beer Alley at Amorphic man, stop I cannot, advertising. It.
0: I cannot believe how many people don't know that's there.
1: I know, but they keep advertising it. So, uh, no, I don't no. want you
0: get away from our I Birelli. want to be here. Oh my god! So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, Dave. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, I did you did we talk about anything you wanted to talk about? I, I think we did, but
3: yeah, I well, I was just really stoked that I can finally it's taken a long time to try to figure out, surprisingly to do this headset thing um well, I, I the shops up here don't do that sort of stuff very often um i in order i'm going to give a shout out uh, to alex at ben cycle he i actually was like frustrated i'm like i can't figure all this headset stuff out and i called fsa they couldn't help me i called uh i called uh chris king nope we don't make those and uh, so, so Alex like walked me through. I sent him a couple of pictures of the crappy headset I took out, and he walked me through what the parts to the QBP number. Yeah, and oddly I enough,
0: figured- so King Creeks make, makes this wicked good chart. Uh, you might be able to download it as a PDF if you're a bike shop, or if you're Dave trying to figure out your shit. It, I think the guy's name that actually made the charts name is Dave. I'm not positive. But it pretty much goes through <laughs> all the shit you're talking. It's like if you have this and this, that won't work, but that will, and this might. Eh, you're going to be kind of like, eh, then you want that thing though. Then you need this crown before, race and you need yeah. that bullshit. Yeah,
3: I may know. I I may your listeners may think I know more, or you may think I know more than I actually like. I I don't. I'm stuck in square tape or bottom brackets and that's <laughs> where my, like. and know, why did they get rid of my, those again? I
1: don't know. Cause you strip,
3: control- <laughs> but that's where my, my learning curve essentially ended. And I stopped buying bottom bracket tools when I had to get after four, I got four different bottom bracket tools and I like quit. But, um, so I don't know. I, prior to this, now I'm, now I'm more learned, more educated, but I didn't know zero stack from, from external cup. I didn't know any of that, what that shit meant. So.
0: Yeah. Um, it's just it, it, zero stack is an aesthetic thing. It's like, Oh, let's make sure we don't see that ugly ass external cup. I just, I don't know. It's just, why do you have to keep coming up with new shit? Here's because of marketing, the same thing we talk about all the time with cycling is why reinvent the wheel? Oh wait, that thing's still round. Huh. Right. right. All right, brother. Yeah. Anyway. Well, thank you okay. very much for calling in. It made the show. Otherwise, I don't know what we would have talked about. <laughs> exactly. You're always exactly. welcome, Dave. Please come back anytime. Thank you, guys. And we'll talk, we'll, to, you I'll talk right. to you soon. Bye. That's yep. Dave. Right. Sealy Dave, everybody. going away. Wow. Sealy
1: Dave. Went over uh, our time limit here.
0: Whatever. Hey, Chewy goes an hour. I don't give a fuck. We could
1: probably. Do do you know that we could beat that guy? You know that Wednesday was my birthday.
0: Is that why you went out of town?
1: Well, and daycare's closed.
0: And you're fifty nine thousand years old now. I'll be fifty six. Yeah, still you got. I got four years. Wednesday
1: was my birthday.
0: Oh, happy birthday, Tony! We can be geezer like Wednesday
1: tomorrow. In or Wednesday in internet time, a couple of days ago. 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 I believe no, there is. I cannot I, believe I don't.
0: I, I actually know when your birthday is. My, well no My I
1: daughter uh, let the cat out of the bag on our way back from Lake Geneva yesterday and mentioned that she was going to Hells today. So I'm like, "Wait, what?" And she's like, "Oh crap, you didn't hear that." <laughs> so I have a feeling I'm going to go home to a fridge full of jaggers uh, Bring, bring, bring and next week the food. I will be <laughs> bring the food the, next the, week. I will be bringing the jerkies.
0: So, hey, speaking of jerkies, I don't think there's any jerky, but we, that's semolina shit. Oh, at the WMSC. Oh, we didn't talk about that. The, it was
1: so at the Guitar good. Smasher. Okay,
0: for, you know, for, excuse me. If you don't live in Milwaukee, listen to WMSC uh, over the air or listen to it online. But no matter what, support the station. Thank yeah. you very much.
1: Yeah, it is a great station, and we're, we'll have to report back next week after we get to see. Bob Mould VIP. Yes.
0: I was just going to build up that stupid. Uh, there's a Wednesday in the stand. With I who's got, could Do's on it? I got tires on the wheels that go on that thing that are who's could Do's. So I have to build that whole bike up just to get my tires out
1: <laughs> If we get lucky enough to have that.
0: Time. Oh, I talked to Ryan.
1: Did you really? I said,
0: this is the one thing we need. He's like, we'll see what we can
1: do. All right. I'll carry
0: a tire. I in. talked to Tom Crawford. I said, "This is the one thing that would be really cool." He's like, "Oh, that would be really fucking cool." So, yeah. it's a photo op, dude. Right. Our photo op is Bob Mould signing your Huskerdoo tire with a silver Sharpie. Right. That is a photo op. That's for him. That's actually better for him than for us. Yes. I can yes. I can First of all, I can sell this shit to that guy.
1: I, I like this. I, oh. And we might get a chance then to meet Bob
0: Mould. Also, which... guess guess what's happening this weekend? Chewy's coming to town. going to go see Bob Mould. No. Chewy and uh, Shannon are showing up here to do a little moping about Milwaukee. And then, hey, oh. anybody, uh, tomorrow, Sunday, if you want to go do a beach ride up there in uh, Port Washington, we're going to do a beach ride, and then we're staying in Port Washington. Mm. In Port Washington, Wisconsin, notwithstanding the very shitty accent I just did. Uh we're gonna stay over there overnight. Wendy, if I didn't tell you already, we're staying overnight, Port Washington, just saying. Uh apparently we can get about nine miles of sand and then Whoa. Yeah. If you account going out and back, you're not you know, sure. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that. freaking sand. I'm happy sand is back.
1: Nine and a half miles of sand is a little workout. That's a lot of sand. I like it.
0: So anyway, everybody, uh, I don't hate y'all. Just like one one specific one of you. You can go fuck yourself. Uh, Thank you very much for (laughs) coming in, and uh, uh, we'll yak at you next week.